0: Is before and after stories. I'm Eva Shea, and on this podcast, we talk to people just like you and me to find the real beauty of plastic surgery and elective treatments. Our topic today is hormone replacement, and I'm honestly looking forward to learning about this because I know very little about this topic. And our guest or victim, depending on how you want to describe her, is <laughs> Tammy who has agreed to tell us her story about her experience with hormone replacement. Welcome, Tammy. Thank you for having me. Tammy, can you just tell us about yourself a little bit, as much as you're comfortable sharing? My
1: name is Tammy and I am a hospice nurse, 51 years old. I'm divorced and about to get married again after seven and a half, eight years of dating. I've got four kids. They're grown. My oldest is 30, and they go down from there. So I live a fairly (laughs) boring life at the moment, but I work a lot. Strange schedule, odd hours I keep, and... Mm
0: -hmm. I heard you say earlier that you just came off a 20-hour shift before you got on with us, and I yes. wonder if that kind of schedule makes you just feel bad kind of all the time. Is that accurate?
1: I'll tell you honestly, perhaps. I was talking to my client this morning, and she said, oh, I've, I'm at about 80% today. She you know, kind of checks in. She's hospice. And I, I still said to her, I said, yeah, I was thinking about when would be the last time I could say I felt hundred percent. But yeah, I'm mm-hmm. going to agree with you on that assessment that I always feel.
0: So we're talking about hormone replacement. I already said that. And I want to know first how you came to discover that that was even an option. Like when did the idea even enter your mind?
1: How detailed do you want me to get on this? <laughs> <laughs> so I actually, both Queenie and Mary, who performed the procedure, I am friends with both of them on Facebook, and I posted some smart-alecky post about this horrific 50-year-old physical, my yearly physical, and both <laughs> both Mary and Queenie just private messaged me on Facebook and like hey we got a
0: deal for you so that is <laughs> They didn't collude to send you the me- same message the I same don't time. I don't think so I
1: think they just read my horribly depressing post and tried to offer me some hope
0: <laughs> Okay bio is hormone replacement it's a brand name for a particular kind of hormone replacement. You want to give us the thirty second explanation of what that is?
2: IOT is a company that started several years ago and they have combined thirty years of research and experience and information, and they have come to create a really simplified and really ideal way of optimizing hormone levels. and what they are is they are the backbone and the support and the trainers, and the credential practices, and the partner, and they do a very nice job of ongoing education, certification processes. And so we we selected, after looking into some different opportunities to offer patients hormone therapy, it was BioT all the way after looking at some of the options.
0: So they just made it easy, not just for patients to choose it, but also for you to give them great options.
2: Yes. I think that BioT probably is kind of invisible to the patient in a sense. I'm sure obviously they have a social media presence and an online presence, but they are absolutely tremendously supportive to the practitioners.
0: I feel like way back, you know, like in the early 2000s, this hormone replacement was kind of a wacky topic and you could only get it from these wellness types of folks. And maybe back then people were less likely to get their head around doing something like that, especially because the people who were providing it were a little bit on the fringe. And so, Tammy, did, did you ever feel like that going into this? Or do you, because you already knew Mary and Queenie, did you just trust what they were saying? I have to tell you 100%, I
1: didn't look into one thing. I didn't read about it. <laughs> I, I grabbed a pamphlet on my way <laughs> out. Because you felt like you were supposed to. Well, yeah. And and (laughs) because truthfully, Queenie and Mary, I mean, whatever they said, I was like, okay, I'll come in, got my blood work. You know, I, I mean, there's, you go in and get your blood work done first and then proceed from there. And I went in after they had both reached out and got my blood work done, grabbed the pamphlet on my way out. I will say to my credit, I do at least when I refer people. (laughs) Here's the website. (laughs) You can read up about it. I can't really tell you anything, but here, you know, you can do, you could do your research, but truthfully for me, it did. And Queen is right. Them there at the clinic, walking you through it and doing it, that's who you're, you're dealing with. And to me, it was just, eh, that's where they get their product from kind of, or, or however that goes and trusting in the people that are Executing it and doing it for me. That was the important
0: thing. So, you get your blood work done. What happened after that?
1: A week later, roughly, I think it was about, Mary called me and was just like, Holy crap, you don't have anything. (laughs) (laughs) Your number. (laughs) Like, no wonder you feel awful. And so, then went in and it was, you know, I don't know. I don't think it's, 15 minutes I maybe 20 minutes and they just from my understanding they get your numbers and they compound the dosages or according to what you need and they have the optimum levels that they want to get you to and she just numbed me up and slipped a couple of pellets she said they're like tic-tacs I didn't look I didn't you know and they just slip them in and I went on my way where are they? Can
0: you tell me where they are?
1: Yeah, they're like right, you know, I, I want to. Say, you don't want to say your
2: butt cheek, but like, you know, high up, kind of up on your, in oh, your okay. backside. <laughs> and there are many things that I think are optimizing hormones can do for you, but are you comfortable sharing some of the things that were really telltale signs or things that you hoped to achieve by having this therapy? Sure,
1: sure. If we go to my doctor's appointment, which was absolutely horrifying it was my yearly exam and the year before at my yearly I'd had an IUD in which was time to get it taken out and at that point I had no idea what was going on with me physically you have an IUD in you're not getting your period you know whatever so whomever was with me looking at different things was Oh, you know, it doesn't look like you're in menopause. You know, you should get your period, you know, within a couple of weeks after getting this IUD out. And along with that, I also had had a suspicious, you know, in my yearly exam, and they, I had to get a colposcopy done. They just biopsied that and that all came back fine. But in the meantime, I never got my period. I mean, it never, Started and I had no idea what was going on. Like, "Eh, how long does this take? Is it weird because you know I've had the IUD in for five years? But I just went on my way. And so fast forward a year, it's time for another exam. And so I go in, and you know now I'm 51, and I need to get a colonoscopy, and I need my yearly, and I have arthritis. Like, it's so depressing, and they give you this list. You know, like you can't ask any questions that are outside of what they consider the the scope of what just a yearly is, or you're going to get charged money. And I'm like, okay. So, I'm getting my exam, and my doctor literally tells me she can't find my cervix. So, right, your face, you're just <laughs> I'm how sure. is that a thing? And I'm like, well, I'm pretty sure it's there. You know, I've had a few kids. I'm like, nobody has ever not found it (laughs) in the past. So I'm there and it is so ridiculous. Like I'm thinking, oh my God, she needs to, you know, put on like a helmet with a miner's light on it or something. Like what is going on? And she, oh, I need to do this. And oh, then she says something like, it's so crooked oh I shouldn't have said crooked she's like it's really tipped and I'm having a hard time and then she says this shouldn't be this difficult and I'm like I know (laughs) I've had a few of these before it was just a very strange thing and when she got all done this is the part I left out of my Facebook post I didn't say all that in my Facebook post but when she got all done finally and had to switch to the old school equipment she said I'm so sorry and then she said, you might experience some bleeding because your vagina is so atrophied. And I literally you, <laughs> along with the colonoscopy and the arthritis, I'm like, and I, I go, What did you just say? And I said, Atrophied is the word that you guys use for this. <laughs> I just think you've got to be kidding. You know, and in in my nursing life. All I'm thinking is every, you know, atrophied elderly stroke. Pain. <laughs> now this is the word we're using to describe this. I was horrified, absolutely horrified. So I left there thinking, all right, I guess this is life now. I got a call. Then I went and got lab work done and I got a call. She left me a voicemail and I love my doctor. It's not that, but she left me a voicemail and said, Hi, Tammy. We just got your lab work back. You are definitely in menopause and your cholesterol is a little high, but we're just going to watch that and call me if you have any questions. And I mean, that was it. It was just an announcement and it was like, do we do anything about this? You know, what about the things that I've been complaining about, you know, not sleeping? You know, I wasn't sure about hot flashes, and I would have these waves, and you know, maybe night sweats. But you know, I've got girlfriends who had hot flashes, and they're like, literally, you're sitting there talking to them, and their hair is just soaking wet, and you can just see it. And I, I wasn't having extreme like that, but it was still clearly I was not feeling good. I'm just tired, achy, and again, an atrophied vagina, which let me tell you is, I mean sex was just off the table in my life. It wasn't happening. And it was really becoming, I mean, truthfully becoming a problem. And so those are the things. And again, not in those details, but a sarcastic post about turning 51 after that doctor's appointment was what started this whole ball rolling.
2: Mm -hmm. Thank you. I think that you are probably the majority of of women that come in. And that self-assessment is just exactly that. It is for that for each and every patient. But I think that a lot of what you just described there, how tired you are, achy, trouble that starts happening in their intimate lives, not sleeping, hot flashes or not hot flashes, sleep is really an interesting thing. And it sets the tone for our energies for the full 24 hours. So thank you for sharing. To just sit down and have somebody number one hear you
1: and number two understand because if you're just trying to sit and tell your husband or your partner or whoever, like, hey, you know, sex is miserable, it's painful, it's horrible, it's awful, no offense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, <laughs> it's not anybody who's understanding anything and so it was so great to talk to these girls and feel like you're being heard and to know that you're not just seriously I mean it sounds corny but like alone on an island it's just like hey and you know I got a big mouth I talk I'm pretty open about a lot of things but people that aren't that just end up you know (laughs) suffering in silence because nobody thinks to talk about it or you don't want to talk about it because it is horrifying and to be honest with you my my fiance is he's six and a half years younger than me and so you know that was another thing that was playing into you know maybe already feeling a little bit insecure about things like that and then to factor that in because, you know, you start thinking about like, well, hey, you know, you're six and a half years younger than me. And if you were dating someone six and a half years younger than you, we're looking at me being like 15 years older than, you know, somebody, and it, it sounds silly, but those are all of the things that, you know, were going through my mind in all of this. And it was just really great to talk to them and hear them and have them hear me and be like, okay, I'm not the only one feeling this way and what i realized and i think i think a couple of people for sure that i have talked to about this have gone in and actually i just checked in with one of the girls right before we got on this zoom meeting to see how she was doing she's a few weeks behind me and i told her about it and she i think she no questions asked either she just went in you know i trust because i was already feeling good i mean i could tell in for sure, less than two weeks that something was different with me. And so when I told her about it, she went straight in. And when that doorway is opened up to feel like you can communicate these things, which sometimes could be embarrassing, or I don't even know if embarrassing is the right word. It's just, it's kind of more horrifying, like sad than embarrassing. But then all of a sudden you have somebody say, oh my gosh, you know, yeah, you know, I haven't had sex with my husband for two years or I haven't and you know, and i see a lot of people I meet a lot of people in in my work and it's kind of easy to have medical conversations with people and I don't struggle with that and and you start talking and be like gosh everybody in this age group we're all kind of having the same difficulties the same problems and that was super super empowering really to have that support.
0: When you had the pellets put in? I wish there was a nicer word for these. I know, tic-tacs, Mary called them. <laughs> all I can think is like mm, ha- hamster food. No. When you had the tic-tacs put in, you said uh, that you started feeling better, what, about two weeks later? Yeah. What was the first thing you noticed that got better?
1: <laughs> I wanted to have sex all the time. I... Oh, wow. <laughs> I, I, this is, I'm so ridiculous saying this, but it was just like, Everything had been dead for so long. And and I'm not talking just dead. I mean, I am talking the last few times in the last you know, few years that I had attempted to have sex with my partner, it was excruciating. I mean, I'm talking laying, like, you know, tears just rolling down my face, going, I mean, how can I even get through this? And it was just like everything woke up and I ended up, you know, I don't even I don't know if you want to say I got my period again, but that woke back up everything. I am sleeping amazing. Those waves, which I think were hot flashes, maybe not extreme horrible ones, but I'm not having any of that anymore. I feel like complete temperature control when I am home. And that had always been a problem that I had had talking to my doctors that, you know, I don't sleep normally, but when I am home, I need to get a good night's sleep, you know, because then maybe that's got to get me through for three nights of, you know, just piecing together naps. And somebody had prescribed me once just a sleeping pill and I tried it for like three nights and it was, it was horrible. I hated how I felt. So I was just back to, you know, trying to take melatonin or just do anything. Anyway, I have my nights, I am home in my own bed. I sleep like a rock star. I mean, I am able to go to bed by 1030 and I'm up, just I'm awake, ready to go, 6.30 in the morning. I mean, it's just every part of my life
0: is better. Have you told your doctor about this? I have not ever. I never called him oh, back. i like to hear that conversation. So, I,
1: <laughs> well, when I go in to get my cholesterol rechecked, maybe we'll have a chat.
0: <laughs> that to me seems like the saddest part of the whole story is that the person who should have known that this is available for you in this particular medical situation didn't even say a word about it. Yeah. I think that the truth is that we are all
2: going to age. And as we are progressing through our years that without question, and it's just become the way it is, they label it perimenopause or you are in menopause. And it's just that we should expect to have hot flashes. We should expect to be irritable. We should expect to be achy because we're aging or we're, or, and, you know, even with the libido changes or things like that physically that become uncomfortable for, for women and certainly even for men that number one, we're all going there. And I think that my biggest desire at this point is for people to, whether they think it's woo or not. And I did too, before I started, I would be lying if I said otherwise. But I think that for them to know that there is this opportunity to feel wonderful, sleep wonderful, have better energy, improve your health, it is such a preventative, as well as just giving people a lot of energy and a lot of positive life back. We have a long way to go for this to be maybe more globally recognized as an option.
0: I think what I'm taking away from this conversation that's kind of the most important is If you aren't seeing someone who hears you, understands you, and knows what to do about it, you can find that. Because you had a doctor who heard you and understood you, but she didn't actually know what to do about it, and it turned out to be your friends that did, and they just happened to be also in medicine, like you are. But most people don't have access to just 15 nurses on Facebook. (laughs) We don't all have that like you do, which is special and it's helpful. When did you do this? I don't even know what your original timeline was.
1: November 11th, I think. So it was it was right before the holidays started. And if I'm understanding this correct, it's about every 3 to 4 months that you get the pellets replaced. You know, and it's sad and that was that was a big conversation that I had to have with my significant other about you know, this isn't anything personal. I mean, it doesn't make anything easier when you're going through it or being on the receiving end of being with someone who seemingly doesn't want to have anything to do with you. And whether it was selfish on my part or not, I mean, I was certainly aware of it, but there was also literally, I just was at the end, like, there's nothing I can do about this. Like, I felt like it was just really at a desperate point or breaking point where it was just like, something's got to change here. So I was cautiously optimistic just hoping and like I said it wasn't two full weeks and I thought this is absolutely amazing and I just I I don't think you can put a price on it honestly.
0: Mm-mm. So Queenie if someone's in the Twin Cities and they actually want to get more information where do you want them to go look or who do you want them to call?
2: You know what? You can call or text the clinic 763-205 seven one eight and or go to the website. But I think the very first step is really to come on in and do the medical paperwork and start with some labs and have a lab draw.
0: And I understand that it's not covered by insurance, but the cost is really not much different from what we spend on our hair, at least what I spend on my hair.
2: <laughs> is that accurate? Yeah, I think so. I think there is a slight difference in men and women as far as pricing, but I think it's probably an average of, you know, let's say 2000 to $2,800 annually for men and women. And we can certainly go through pricing with people who are interested in learning more. I have not met a patient yet. I didn't say it's worth every penny. And if there's something they're going to keep up in their regimen, it is this.
0: Tammy, before we go, tell us what you're doing this weekend. I'm getting married, all because of the pellets. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I <I'm> like really. <laughs> I'd like to say I'm kidding, but I don't know if this would happen. <laughs> if this proposal wouldn't happen, I, I and I'm, I'm laughing about it. But truthfully, I mean this. These were serious discussions that, you know, we were having about how. I mean, you sit with your partner and they almost have tears in their eyes going, are you just this repulsed by me or saying, you know, I love you, but I guess I've, you know, resigned myself to the fact that sex isn't going to be a part of our relationship. And I know it, it sounds silly and I keep going back to that, but truthfully for me, you know, I wasn't dealing so much with thyroid weight gain. I know that that's something that is very helpful too. And, I don't want (laughs) to make this raunchy, but I mean, it's just it it was a hard conversation to have and to have somebody that you care about looking at you and saying like, I I love you, but I guess I've resigned myself to this fact. And I think part of his understanding came then when he saw me like I'm miserable, too. I think part of it is just if somebody just thinks you don't care and you're just, you know, flitting through life and it's just like to have that honest conversation and to sit down and say, hey, I am unhappy too. Like, this isn't what I want my life to look like or feel like or physically anything that's happening. And again, I mean, I just feel like the <laughs> my proposal and now this wedding really happened, came out of some really honest conversations. And then, you know, the hope, And then ultimately, not just hope anymore, but physically those changes happening. And thank you, Queenie and Mary. I think you single-handedly saved my relationship. But I think it's a bigger thing for people. And again, this is a second relationship for me, second marriage. But, you know, you think of people that have maybe been in a marriage for 30, 40 years, and you do, I'm sure, just... Just give up or resign yourself to this is what life is going to look like. Or, you know, same thing, the aches, the pains, the bad sleeping, the hot flashes. And that's the part that was so just really to feel like you were were heard and you weren't just alone in your, you know, symptoms, your, you know, everything that goes along with that.
0: Thank you for telling us all about it, all of it. Really appreciate it, especially your candor and your your willingness to be so open with this. It's really incredible. If you'd like to tell your story on this show, or if you're a medical professional who would like to submit someone else's story for consideration, send us a message at beforeandafterstories.com or follow and message us on Instagram at before and after stories podcast. I'm Eva Shea, the host and producer of Before and After Stories, and my co host is Queenie Dahlin. Our engineer is Daniel Cruiser. Before and After Stories is a production of The Axis, T H E A X I S dot I O. That's Axis like Axis of Eva. <laughs>